Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I am Princess Cooper, and tonight is We Know Cross Country with coaches Coach Gerald Richardson and also Coach Fred Rucker. We'll welcome them into the show here. Our guest tonight will be Coach Marty Holleran. We'll get him in in just a moment. Coach Rucker, Coach Richardson, how are you all doing? Doing good, Doing well. Awesome, and, awesome. Uh, and belated happy Thanksgiving to you. Related, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm um, was happy to see the holiday come and and go. Uh, the food and the cleanup. <laughs> right, right. Oh yeah. I didn't. I didn't. But, uh, I didn't tease. I didn't tease Coach Rucker this time. I said I have a plate. Uh, <laughs> picture on my plate. <laughs> you know what? I I could have sent Coach Rucker a plate and teased him, or at least showed him the table setup. I'll remember oh, yeah. that next time for Christmas. Oh, okay. Coach. Oh. <laughs> Coach Coach did hurt my feelings though that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was really good. I'm glad everybody had an awesome Thanksgiving tonight. It's Coach Marty Marty Holleran. Let's welcome him to the show. Coach, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's awesome to have you. I'm gonna turn you over to the Coach Richardson and Rucker. You guys have a great show. Thank you, Coach Princess. And uh, Coach Rucker, again, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on, online with me again here. Uh, you're such a, a gracious co-host. But uh, the gentleman we got we got here tonight is, uh, I don't know, his, I'm looking at his, his rap sheet, man. It's, it's pretty pretty impressive, to say the least. I mean, it's like as long as yeah. the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> yeah. Coach Richardson, um, when I looked at it, and, and I consider ourselves friends, the three of us. But I didn't know all the stuff that he accomplished and what he did. Oh yeah, he, he, he never said anything. I know. I mean, and that's you know that's the kind of people we want to be around. You know, it's not about us; it's exactly. about the kids. You know. Yeah. It, and, and Coach Holler, and I want to I want to allow the listeners to uh, hear from you. Uh, but before you go uh, into that, uh, I just want to make sure I got this correct. You're the current head coach at Metuchen High School uh, in Central New Jersey. And uh, boys program, correct? Yes. Uh, right okay. now, uh, boys program. My wife is the uh, the girls coach there. Yes. Excellent. Um, before we dive into the question, I want to uh, give the listeners the opportunity to, to learn a little bit more about you and how you got started into running, and also how you got into coaching. Okay, some great questions there. Actually, uh, I started running. Uh, back when I was in the sixth grade, I went to a Catholic grammar school, and back then all you could have were uh, sprint events. And uh, I was in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is right across from New York City at the Hudson River. And uh, and I was a sprinter for you know sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, and I was pretty successful. But then I got into high school, and uh, I by mistake I, I I was at Dickinson High School at the time. And uh, which is in Jersey City, and I went up to the, the PE teacher and I said, I, I want to run track, and he pointed me to in the direction of the cross country coach. I didn't even know what cross country was at the time, and uh, and I went up going out for it and was successful. Unbeknownst to me, that gentleman who was the coach at Dickinson was was uh, this his name was John Copel, and he was a tremendous miler back in the 1950s and 60s, and uh, I didn't even know that. And, and and I was only there for one season because after that I transferred to North Bergen High School. Uh, but he was a great guy, a great guy for me to start out with. And uh, and I took a, a you know a pretty good loving to distance running right away. I was able to do it, and, uh, and that helped obviously. And uh, having a very good starting coach also helped. Then I went to North Bergen and uh, had some great coaches there. It was a very good program. Uh, then I went to Rutgers, and I had great coaches there. I had Frank Agliano, and um, who's you know one of the best coaches in the country. Um, so I was exposed to a lot of great people along the way. That just made my 
introduction into the sport much easier. And Frank Agliano was the reason why I probably started coaching. He introduced me to Highland Park High School in my last year at Rutgers spring season where I had very few credits and said, why don't you try this? And I did. I've been coaching ever since. So a lot, of what I've gotten, a lot of what I've gotten has come from the guys I was with. Awesome. If, if, Go ahead, if I can interrupt, just for a quick, quick second, you mentioned uh, Frank Agliano. Maybe some, some yeah. of our listeners may not know the name. And if you can just you know, spend a couple of seconds telling, yeah, uh, sure. sharing with the audience what type of coach he is yeah. and, and he was. Yeah, Frank Agliano was actually was a football player. He was a quarterback at Richmond when he was in college. But then he, wow. he became uh, became a, a track coach, and he started at Roosevelt Catholic here right in New Jersey and produced some of the greatest distance runners the state's ever seen till now. Uh, then he mm-hmm. went to Manhattan College, and then he came to Rutgers, and then he went to Georgetown, and then he went out to California, and then he came back here, and he started a, a running club for the elites. Uh, he's he's uh, one of the greatest people I've ever met in my entire life. Super positive. Uh, I wasn't a great runner. I was a good runner, but but he treated everybody the same and gave us all inspiration to run and be tough and be competitive and all the things you need to be to be a good runner. Taught me a lot of things. Uh, and he's coached Olympians and 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 then more, you know. So he's he's yeah. he he's a big part of you know what I tried to follow. Good, good. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of this. Uh... You know, this this night that we talk and we get to know a little bit about our guests and, and some people that they were influenced by as well. Um, but we've had uh, two college coaches on, uh, a Division One, Division Three college coach. We've also had a girls' high school uh, coach on. And we talked about the different uh, training ways and, and the methods from college to high school. Uh, you want to talk about your training uh, for your boys' program at McCutcheon? Okay. Uh as you guys already know, you know, a lot of cross-country running is an extension of what you do during the spring track season. And uh, a lot of it is, you know, it's a year-round thing for these kids. You know, very rarely are you going to find a, a good distance runner who's not running, you know, the entire year. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of it is, is just continuity. In terms of training, you know, obviously a lot depends upon the age of a kid running, uh, the level of the kid running. But, but in terms of training, not tremendous amount of mileage because, you know, it's, it's, you're running the risk of injury there with them. So we keep our mileage somewhat controlled. Uh, also being in a small school, one injury could take your entire cross-country team out. So, you know, we don't have the luxury of tons of kids, so you have to be a little bit more careful with your top five, your top seven. got to keep them healthy to the end, get them on the line at state meet. That's important. Okay, you mentioned, you mentioned a small school. Can you give us a population number of that, of that school size? Well, Metuchen High School is uh, about 300 boys. You know, that's about it. So you're looking okay. at a pretty small school. You know, okay. and when I've been there since I've started, it's been anywhere from 200 to 300 boys. That's it. So you're not dealing with a ton of kids. And right. because of that, you know, you have to be a little bit more careful, I think, with your training than you would be at a group four school. Nice. I did coach at a group four school at, at Oldbridge for 10 years, and it was a much different environment, and, you know, it, 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 not saying we were reckless with training, but you could take the liberties of doing more because you had more uh, to do it with. So it, right. it was definitely a different environment. And I ran into group four schools, so I know the difference. Uh, yeah. Group one schools are where, where I am now, which are the smallest schools in the state. So training-wise, we don't do tons of mileage. Um, we, I, I try to keep them conservative there in terms of practice and things like that. I try to hit all the speeds with kids. I try to get them to learn what we're doing, you know, what a tempo run is, what a cruise interval is, what a, you know, race pace is, faster than race pace. You know, and, in, and in any given workout, we try to hit all those speeds uh, all the time, you know, and, and pretty much I, I, we don't concentrate on one area. We try to mix it all together in a workout. Uh, so they're feeling everything almost. Uh, so that's kind of how I do it, you know. Okay. Well, you've been uh, pretty uh, successful. Doing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know uh, the season is over in New Jersey for cross country. But uh, what was your race plan? What was your practice plan? Or as far as from from June to the end of uh, or right around the end of November, where the chance was being held. Uh, take but us so through that. I mean, you know, in most seasons when you're starting out, you know, in the, in the summertime. 
uh, you're just getting base mileage in, and and you're trying to obviously get a little quicker. When, when you say base month, mileage, what do you, what do you yeah. mean by that? Uh, you know, you, you're trying to increase your mileage because you're coming off of the spring track season where your mileage isn't too high at all because you're racing a lot in May and June. Uh, there you might be down to 25, 30 miles a week. So you do try to build back up close to 50. Uh, and you've got to do that slowly. And, and within some of those runs, though, you're going to have, you're going to have chances to go straight through runs, tempo runs, race paced runs where, uh, they're starting to start trying to simulate racing again, but, but on a 5k pace, no longer mile pace. And in track, everything's based upon mile and 800 pace. In cross country, everything's based on 5K pace. Much different in terms of right. you know effort, but you can do more at 5K pace. So it's um, so you try to get the kids back to that mentality and, and thinking a little longer, getting a long run in. Uh, but again, I'm not I'm not that big on super long mileage for a high school kid. I didn't do a lot when I was in high school, and I was successful. I think sometimes when you do too much mileage like that, you do run the risk of injury. Uh, yeah. And I'm not willing to put a kid in that position. So I, I try to be conservative with mileage. If a kid gets up to 55 miles, that's about as far as I'm going to get that, let that kid go. And I know there are kids that go out there and do much more, but I'm, yeah, I'm just not comfortable with that as a coach. Yeah, we, you know? that, that's one of my questions I was going to ask you. You kind of answered that question, uh, are you a high mileage guy or a low mileage guy? So. Yeah, I'm a low mileage guy. And and honestly, you know, the race is, is, is five thousand meters. It's not that long. So mm-hmm. if if you're training for, for a you know a ten K like you would in college or something, you know, well there you're gonna run eighty five miles a week. That, that's a whole different ballgame. And you're a man, right. you're 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 in college, you're not you're not a high school kid. You know. And the other thing is you got you gotta look at their recovery time. Are they really recovering? You know, nowadays with these cell phones. No, they they could be in bed at night, laying there, scrolling through their phone for an hour. That's not recovery. So yeah. things have changed. Things yeah. have changed. Yeah. So you yeah. and and kids don't realize recovery is more important than workout sometimes. So right. you know, uh, I try to let them know that as well. And that's hard to do with good kids too, because good kids don't want to slow down. You know, they they want to keep going. Yeah. So you both yeah. know this. So I'm not telling you something you don't know. Yeah. So they're the ones you really got. They're the ones you really got to be careful with. Because they're gonna they're gonna run themselves into the ground if you don't get you know get a get a hold of them. So right. I try to do that as much as possible. Yes. Yeah, I, I have a question for you. Uh, for our viewers and listeners, I should say, maybe we have a young coach first, second year coach, and I'm thinking about a first year coach. When you say a tempo yeah. run, race pace run, could you give us a like a quick example what that might mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, you you. And, and I did not invent this. You know, you could go online and you can look at Jack Daniels or other people out there who have put information out that, mm-hmm. that base, base a lot of things off of a kid's PR of the 5,000. And then you can actually look at charts that will tell you what a tempo pace would be off of their PR of a, of a 5K, what, what a cruise interval would be based upon uh, their best time in a, in a 5,000. So that they're not overtraining and actually running too mm-hmm. hard in practice. Um, and tempo runs are supposed to be, you know, elevating your heart rate to a certain, you know, certain percentage, but, but not, not at a max, you know, you, you want to keep a lot of, a lot can be told by the, the heart rate of a runner. You know, if a runner's heart rate is yeah. elevated, you know, high school kids, are, their max heart rates are like, you know, 190 something probably because they're young, you know, and you can do max heart rate just off of the equation, but, um, you don't want them too close to that too often. You know, that's, that's like a speed workout. That's a, you know, an intense yeah. in, interval, workout, which you're going to hit maybe once every two weeks, you know, with a, with a high school kid. Um, but the other stuff is controlled. It's, it's pace work. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, maybe that's the best way to put it. It's pace work. They learn, they're learning a, a pace, you know, whether it's if they want to run 18 minutes or the, well, then they've got to be able to run a six minute mile and they got to run a, a three minute half and, and you run yeah. three minutes, you know, 255, 250, 245, but you just keep, keep that going with them. And eventually that feels easy. And then you, mm-hmm. you jump it up a little bit and you cut the rest down and you just work with them so that they learn how to do pace and how to control themselves. So when they get in a race, the beginning feels easy and then it gets hard and then they got to fight and they got to, you know, they got to be in the race and compete at that point. So a lot of that, and I know what you're saying, like young coaches don't know this, but a lot of these young coaches do know stuff. They probably know more than I do. Uh, <laughs> they just, you know, they, they probably research this stuff and hopefully they have. 
but it's out there. And, you, and it wasn't out there when I was a runner. I didn't know anything. You know, it did, wasn't out there when I coached. We ran hard. Yeah, was it? Yeah, when I started coaching uh, back in the seventies, this information that I can recall wasn't out there. You no, know, so that's why I asked. Yeah, we just ran hard all the time, and it was interval work <laughs> and, and go and get a distance running. You know. But it, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't hurt Van Watson. Van Watson, you know, I mean, he he was able to pull it off without knowing everything. Oh, sure, so, sure. So you know, but I do think nowadays, you know, kids are good. You know, you look at some of the times these kids are running, and uh-huh. a number of the kids who are running them, they're they're good now. I mean, these kids are quality kids. Um, yeah. So it's working. You know, whatever's mm-hmm. out there is working. Coach, uh, and what I, could, and I, I know I know you're uh, you're an old school coach, just like we all are. Uh, how much do you uh, rely on the eye test versus a, a, a systematic program from week to week, day to day? Uh, you mean in terms of what I'm looking at, what I see, and I make adjustments yep, based on that? Exactly. Uh, that's every day. That's <laughs> nothing. Nothing I do is <laughs> nothing is nothing is on paper. You know, it's on paper, but you know, many times I won't even tell the kids what we're doing until I get a look at what they look like after we've warmed up. And, and I talk to them and say, you know, are you sore? How do you feel? You know, how do your mm-hmm. legs feel? Mm-hmm. Are you dragging a little bit? Yeah, I mean, you got to do that because, you know, with, this is a fluid situation. We're, we're dealing with humans. We're not dealing with pieces of paper. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, it's, it's a constant c- communication with the kids. The biggest thing about coaching, and I'm not telling – I'm preaching to the choir here. It's – it's uh, we, we got to hook them. we got to make them understand this is important, love it. Like I just said, I, I was indoctrinated into this with – coaches who made me, gave me something to love the sport and not the workouts. I didn't even know what the workouts were. It was just, I wanted to get better. And a lot of these kids don't know what it is either, but you've got to hook mm-hmm. them. You've got to make them love it, be passionate about it, care about it, care about their teammates, uh, care about the idea of a cross-country team, not them. Uh, that's the biggest thing, you know, getting a kid to, even your better kids, you know, get them to realize they're good, but if five's not good, then they're not that good. And, right. and, you know, you got to bring along your, your back guys and you got to talk it up. And you've got to good, good cross country teams know the value of the number five and six guy. Uh, right. And the best guys know the value of five and six guy. So hey, that's the kind of stuff. You know, so, yeah. and, I, and I agree with you 100% on all that. And, uh, and like you said, we're preaching to the choir here. But now that the, the season has winded down and you're getting ready for, you know, say your sectional and state meet and maybe even meet the champions, uh, what does your training look like uh, in those in those weeks of those meets? I know you're tapering down a little bit. Uh, do you have a, 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 a special workout you like to do prior to those big races, or do you just kind of continue to do what you do day to day and, and just kind of taper down from there? I think the best thing that I've done over the years is just to uh, – I'm speaking now in terms of years, not not any one season. But, you know, in the, when I first started coaching, I probably got that wrong. You know, I wasn't really sure how to approach a race with kids sometimes. Maybe cut back too soon. Maybe cut back uh, the mileage too quickly. Uh, now I, I think it's important to keep the mileage relatively close to what it's been all season. Uh, the workouts obviously will not be as intense, but they still need to be there. And the kid needs to have muscle tension. They need to still feel fast, They, you know. I mean, every single distance run kids do with us, you know, they're, they're always ending it with, you know, 10 to, 10 to 16 times 100 fast on, on the turf every time. Mm-hmm. That's a norm. Like, they do, a, they do a distance run, they come back, they do that. And so if you think about that all through the week, how many have they done? All through the season, how many have they done? Uh, they've done a lot. And it's all speed. And it always comes down to speed no matter what event you run. Even cross country mm-hmm. comes down to speed. You know, you've got to yeah. get out and you've got to finish. So, yeah. so you, you want to feel fast, and then when you feel fast, the regular pace feels slow. So that's also something to for them to start thinking about. So I always keep that going, and in fact, you know, as we get closer to race time, you know, we're probably going race pace and faster, you know, in most stuff, but just not doing as much. Um, but the mileage, I don't like to – I no longer like to keep it down. I, like, I pretty much stay where we were. I feel like they lose it very quickly when you start pulling the mileage away from them. So mm-hmm. I don't do that anymore. Uh, okay. I tend I tend to keep them where they are, and I even do that in track now. I don't I don't I don't bring them down as much as I I used to. I think sometimes I made a mistake with that. So that's where I'm at at, at this point. That's good. Yeah. I, know. So I think I think we have to uh, self I think we have to self evaluate ourselves as coaches. 
uh, yeah. year to year, week to week. Uh, you know, oh, just to make yeah. sure, uh, you know, you know, we we know <clears throat> what we did last year, and we say, okay, well, this is how our our our, our season went, and uh, maybe I need to tweak some things differently to have a better better season. And and I always felt like, you know, if I didn't get the kids where I thought they should be, I cheated them. So I try to make sure that that next season. I don't want to cheat yeah. those kids and make sure I get them get them to where their personal goals are as a as a person athlete personal athlete and then also as a team. Yeah, and every year kids are different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know it changes what you're doing. You might have a more speed or 800 kind of base group anyway that needs that speed. You might have exactly. a you know a bunch of two milers who don't necessarily need, but I still think they need it too. Um, so, you know. Uh, I, I heard yeah. it. I heard yeah. it once said. Uh, I believe it was uh, Coach Tate. Uh, he said, "You know, you got to go where you're strong. If you got a, a sprint yep. team, then go with the sprint team. If you got a distance team, go with a distance team. If you got a middle yep. distance team, mob team, then you know, just coach where you're strong. You know, and, and exactly right. Exactly. Go ahead, Coach Lucas. And, and, and I think Marty, it's uh, very interesting what, what you're saying because the previous coaches." that we had on were extremely successful like yourself. And they they all kind of said the same thing and being able to be flexible and, and self-adjustment, you know, self-evaluation that oh yeah sometimes you, you notice, and this goes back to the eye test, hey, maybe it's not working or maybe right. I'm not getting the results that I want. I may go back and tweak it a little bit. Exactly. You know, add a little more or, or uh, take some off. And I know myself, I, I think something. I became a better coach later on in my career. And I look back at some of the things I did early, and I don't know how I did it or how my kids yes. did it. Right. You know, and, 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 and I want to share this with the audience, too, a little bit about you. You know, you mentioned your many, many years of, of coaching. And, you know, I looked at your resume between cross country, indoor track, and spring track, you have 25 state titles in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. That's quite a, an amazing number. Mm-hmm. And, and then on top of that, and, I, and I'm leading to a question, you have 38 years of coaching, cross country, indoor track, and spring track. Coach, how do you do it? And I'll say this before you answer the question. And looking at your resume, you're a science teacher. You taught AP and honors biology. Right. How did you do all that? And how were you able to do all that, maintain your family, and compete at a high level? How do you do it? I have have – Body doubles, and they go in and teach for me. And then I've got... <laughs> I can't do all that myself. <laughs> Come on, you crazy? Uh, yeah. It's just I, I have, you know, it's, it's funny you're saying all this because I just had a reunion with the guys I ran with at North Bergen High School this past weekend, not this one, mm-hmm. the weekend before, and I have all the guys back from like from seventy nineteen seventy four to seventy seven, which is when I was in high school. And and a lot of them have followed, you know, and I told them, I said, it's just, this is just something I've loved to do. It's not, mm-hmm. it has never been hard. It has never been an issue. It's, it's, it's for me, second nature, because as you're all going to agree with, you know, at three o'clock, I'm not used to going home. I've never right. gone home at three o'clock, 1973, since I was a freshman in high school, I've always gone to practice. So mm-hmm. yeah. for me to walk out and go to practice daily is, is what I do. And it's just what I love to do. I love being involved with the kids. I love seeing them get better. And to be honest with you, I love coaching the beginning of, of running as much as I love coaching the top of running. I love seeing a kid develop. I love seeing them get into the into the sport. I love when a freshman breaks five minutes. I love mm-hmm. when you see that, that, that them start to figure it out and, and start to push themselves as much as I see that kid who wins the champions. Both of those things to me are equally important and rewarding to me. Uh, so I've never lost that, that feeling of, cause I've, I've been in both you know situations, you know, so I, I, as a runner, I remember breaking five minutes the first time, what that felt like. So mm-hmm. I've never, 
I, I cherish that when I see a kid do that because I know what, it, what that feeling is. He, as old as I am now, I still remember what that feels like. So and I think, you know, that's what keeps someone like myself and many others, many guys we know who have been there for a long time, you got to enjoy it. you got to enjoy being around the kids. Yeah. you got to enjoy teaching them. you got to enjoy you – know, and I'm not talking about winning and losing. I've never told a team we're going to win this. We're gonna, I've, I don't, I've never used the word win ever to a team I've coached ever. And mm-hmm. this might be hard to believe. I've never used it. I might have used it in that four-by-four four with you know, two of us that one time. Rough, but that's about it. <laughs> but, but, uh, 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 what year was that, 2012, 2011? <laughs> but but it's, it's not, those, that's not a word that I've ever used in coaching because it doesn't matter. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't predict what another team can do. I can only help the kids I have be as good as they can be. And if that gets them to win, that's great. And if we got second, you know, we probably got second more than we won anything over right. the years. So, so you know, all those teams have had, you know, me and, and I, I've enjoyed being with all of them. It's not just a matter of the win. The, the win is just a product of the work, a product of mm-hmm. the – that's the view I'm concerned with, the work. And, well, and that's what we go for, you know. When I looked at your, you know, your resume and um... – 38 years of coaching. That's a long, that's a long time. And I'm going to ask Coach Richardson. Coach Richardson has got to have over 20 years. And you, Coach Rich, you've done the same thing. Cross country, indoor, you did a little basketball and spring track. How do you guys do it? I only did three seasons, two years, in my mid-20s, and I was beat up at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So I admire, you know, what you guys do. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to speak for Coach Holleran, but I, I try to break up each season as an individual season, and then um, you know look forward to the new season. As I, I'm still in the same school year, but each season is its own individual season. So we have a break, look forward to the next season, have a break, look forward to the next season, and then before definitely. you know it, yep. school school's out. Yeah, uh, that that that's my mindset. But Coach Holleran, no, we do. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And I, I want to go back to something you talked about with uh, rest and recovery. What what exactly is your belief on rest and recovery? We, you know, a few, uh, few coaches that we had on before, one said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm reading his answer right here. He says, go to sleep. Just sleep as long as you want. <laughs> and, uh, and then another one's like, uh, just be a kid. You know, don't, don't do anything to uh, – you know, uh, sports-wise, just go be a, go be an athlete, go be a kid, and um, you know, and just kind of just kind of get your mind and your body away from the, your your sport. What's your what's your belief on that? Uh, I think that's honestly, I think that's kid to kid. Uh, knowing some kids I've had, if I told them to completely shut down for two weeks at the end of cross country season, they'd look at me like I was crazy, uh, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't do that to them. So I'd have to, I have to come up with something for them. That's going to make sense. Uh, if you have a kid who's carefree and a little bit like he needs that kind of break, then I think you have to give him that kind of break. But I think that's really up to the individual kid and not, I don't, I would not put that down as a team stand. I just don't think that that's true. You know, I don't think every kid is different. Um, I think, you, I think you, the, you, the rest of recovery is also a mental process too, that they, they yep, like to yep. uh, get them back to, you know, Hey, being competitive again and just take some time off. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and get but, yourself but again, ready to go back again. You, you got to trick some kids into doing that, and, and I, I don't think it's every kid's going to do the same thing. Some kids, you know, for instance, at the end of this past cross country season, we had a, we have a kid who ran last year during track and ran his junior at 4:23. He's, he's you know he's, he's got, he ran well this cross country season. He doesn't want to stop, so I said, okay, let's go every other day. And 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 if you want to go swimming one of those days, go swim in, in YMCA, and because he wants to be active. And he wants to keep his fitness. So I got that. So I said, okay, yeah. go every other day. And that's okay. Because for him, that is a break. Because, you know, he's, right. he's the one who's been putting in the 65 miles this past summer, a little bit more than probably he should have. But, but he, he, if I told him to shut down completely, that wouldn't work. And I, I would be doing him a disservice. That's not who he is. This kid's a worker. So it's up to uh, each individual kid, as you said before. I believe so. I think if yeah. he, I, he rubber stamps that, it's just not – it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah. you know, and, that's, and, you know, that's how I would feel about it. Well, you know, and, so, and I know myself, being a runner, 
I, I didn't like taking breaks. So, yeah. You know, so 30, 38 years, of, 38 years of coaching and teaching. How do you, how do you motivate your athletes? Um, I mean, cause most of your kids are with you for three seasons. How do you keep them motivated? I think like you just said, every time you go to a new season, it's different goals. You know, um, you finish a cross country season, now you're looking at the four by eight. You know, can we get back under eight minutes? Can, can we run a good DM? Uh, you know, can we, you know, some guys want to dip into the four by four. You know, you know, you got a lot of guys who want to do a lot of things. So you just change the, the, the mindset at that point. And that's all they need. You know, that's, that comes from us, obviously. Um, but I don't, you know, and I, I don't even know if I can truly say that I motivate kids. I think they motivate, motivate themselves once they get hooked. Once you hook them, they're in. And, and then it's it's you're just guiding them at that point. Uh, I, I I don't think I can make a kid do anything. You know, it's, it's they have to want to do it. So my my job is to make them want to do it. I guess that's the best way I'm, I could describe it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do try to yeah. change the goals, change change the you know the platform at that point. And and that's what we do. You know, we just like you said, we we're going to a different season. Uh, and the kids and I, are for that. And I, you know? and I think with our sport. Uh, there's that instant gratification, um, especially if a kid is running well. Uh, they mm-hmm. get that medal at the end of the meet, where other sports yep. they have to wait till the end of their season to get that trophy or to get that mm-hmm. to raise that banner. Uh, where every weekend these kids are going out, you know, running for a medal, and that's that instant yep. gratification that I think keeps them motivated. I think so too. And and you know what? For the work they do, they deserve that medal, in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. I don't think there's any sport like ours when it comes to the dedication those kids put in. They they are they are doing it, and it's them. You know, it's it's not. We're not coaches who stand on the sideline with, with an X and O and act like we're the ones who made the difference. Those kids are the ones who get out there and they get it done, and they deserve everything you just said at the end of that race if, if they've earned it. Uh, and that is good motivation for them before the race starts. They want that. And, and I think, and I think also too that the other instant gratification is. If they get a PR, where they don't get a medal, yeah. oh, huge. Yeah. Huge. they get a yep. personal record. Yep. Sure. You know that keeps them coming back as well. No question. No well, question. Well, Coach Tolerance, I, I, I'm thinking. I, I got a question for you again. I'm a new student. I move into Metuchen. I'm a sophomore. Why should I run cross country with you? How do you get me out? How do you encourage me, or how do you reach out to new students to come out and run cross country at Metuchen? Fred, that's actually a great question. Uh, and uh, back before they had the, uh, you know, the, the bullying issue in school, because I was probably mm-hmm. a bully. <laughs> I would go up to kids, and, and I'm just joking, of course. But yeah. I would, I, I would walk the halls. I would, mm-hmm. I, I see anybody, you know. And I'm not in the school anymore since I've retired from teaching. But mm-hmm. you know, if I'm in the building, uh, I see a kid looks like he can run. He's talking to me. And we're going to at least have a conversation mm-hmm. about it. And when he tells me he's not interested, I say, well, I'm interested in you. And so okay. I'm going to talk to you again when I see you in the hallway. So either walk on a different hallway or you're going to have to talk to me again. So eventually, you know, I just let them know I care about them. I want them to be out there. I think they can do it. Uh, I think a lot of kids just need that. Some, some, I think kids just want to know that someone cares about them. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll go up to any kid. I think that they are capable. I'm, I'm going to say something to them. And, and I'm going to let them know I want them there. And a lot of times, that's all you need to do. You, to, you need to let them know you want them. Uh, and many times, that's almost enough. And sometimes they come, and many times they do, and many times they become important kids in our program. So um, I, I, I'm not afraid to talk to a kid. You know, I think you have to do that, especially in our sport, because a lot of kids aren't coming in with, you know, wearing backgrounds, which is right. almost a good thing sometimes, because they're a clean slate. Uh they're not, they're not bothered by being in the, you know, Pop Warner leagues and all these other things. They're not coming in with any preconceived notions. They're coming in with a clean slate many times, and we can we can write on that slate. So that's a good thing. So, I was just curious because you said being a small school, you, you have to uh, kind of reach out to everybody. Yeah, and you got to go get them. Yeah, I went from a group four school to a group one school one year when I was at Mapleshade, and, and it was completely different. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't want to have totally to might add 150, 200 guys, and everybody did everything. You know, you played football, wrestling, cross country, so it was limited, and you had to constantly go after and recruit and encourage kids to come out. Yep. 
which is the hardest thing we have to do sometimes in yeah. terms of coaching. So that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, Obviously, there are huge differences in, in terms of groups, you know, group one up to four. It's different. Oh. We know that. Uh, but in group four, you know, if you want to be good, you need studs. You, you need to have, you know, you need to have some good runners because there are a lot of good runners yeah, in group four. You know, uh, you, you need, need those horses. That. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need you, you need, gotta you need have that. Those, you got to have those good yeah. horses, yeah. Yeah. Now, in, in group one, you don't necessarily need that. You just need a team, and you need good kids. Uh, but you don't need you don't need the horses there. You need you need the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a little bit different. You know, it's it's it changes how you coach. Just like I said before, that's why I had to be careful with that six seven you know five six seven kid. And, you know, you, you can't run him into the ground because if he goes, right. you're done. You're done. There's mm-hmm. nothing behind him. In other words, in a group four school, there are kids behind the next kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not going to get that luxury in a group one school. It's not going to happen. Uh, you have to treat it a little differently, and you know. It, it's part of the coaching strategy you, you do when you're a big school versus a small school. But I think all of us have to, you know, I don't care whether you're in one or four, you got to, you got to go after kids. You got to motivate them. You got to, I think the main thing is you got to let them know you want them. Yeah. You got to let yeah. them know you want them. And, and I, I remember my first year at Metuchen high school, there was a, a hurdler kid, David Andrews, who I came in new into the school. I knew him cause I was actually coaching. At, I've actually coached for 41 years. I was at Highland park before I was at Metuchen. But I knew the kid. He was a junior at the time when I was at Highland Park. He was a senior now at Metuchen, and he was in the school. It's indoor track, and he's back then. He used to have phone booths in school, and he's at the phone booth, and I'm standing right there outside the phone booth. And I said, "I said, uh, David, come here." He's, he doesn't know who I am. I said, uh, "You're David Andrews, right?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "You're a hurdler, right? You're in you're in seven six last year, right?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "I want you off the track team." He goes, "I'm just going to come out in the spring." And you know what I said to him? I said, if you're coming out in the spring, I'll see you in the set after school. Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, what? And I said, if you're coming out in the spring, then I'm going to see you after school. He won the state group hurdles out. You know, and he got fourth in the champs in the hurdles that, that year in the spring. So uh-huh. it mattered, you know, and he knew I wanted him. And he knew yeah. he wasn't going to get away with it. But but the bottom line was I cared about the kid. And I wanted him to be there. And, and he turned out to be a tremendous kid on our team, you know, a leader and everything else. He was a great kid. But you have to you have to go get them, you know, and and you, but you yeah. gotta let them know you want them for the right reasons, you know, and so that's that's what I do, you know. So, well, well Coach Holleran, um, I mean, I noticed. I mean, we met through competing at the mile relay. Yes. And it, I being at a at a big school, you at a smaller school. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only were your teams competitive, but I also noticed your kids cared about you and you cared about your kids. And, and that was one of the reasons why they were so daggone competitive, mm-hmm. you, you know, and your kids didn't care. You know, I was at Lenape at the time, you know, we're a big group four school. Didn't, didn't phase them one bit at all. You, you right. know, and I told my kids I could care less the group one, two, or group A. I know that coach over there and he does a great job. We better be ready. Right. And, and I use you for motivation all the time, you and your kids for motivation. I didn't want my kids to come in there thinking they're big shots because we're group four. No way. Right. Well, we've discussed this. And you, you shouldn't be slower because you're from group one. It was just right. the probabilities. Just the probabilities are, are greater that you're going to be more successful if you're in group four because you may have better numbers. But mm-hmm. right. we should still be able to run. And, you you know, I mean – my kids, like any kid, when you start racing, you're racing. Look, look at the kid from Woodbury in uh, cross country this year. Yeah, Peyton. yeah. Now he's, uh, he's, it's a group one school. It's a group one school. He's, mm-hmm, he's in a yeah. co-op program, but he's a group one school. He's the second best kid in the state of New Jersey. Right. And he just qualified. Uh, he just qualified out of Foot Locker. So, um, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter where you live. It matters what you put into it. So, exactly. so you know, we we've, we've had tremendous kids at group one level. It's it's just, you know. It, it's just a little tougher in terms of getting them because of the probabilities. Sure. That's all. It's really it's a, sure. it's a law of large numbers. That's what it's called. And the probability is greater that you're going to get more talent in a bigger pool. That's all. But that shouldn't change how you approach what you're doing or anything else. You know. Right. Right. Well, obviously, it doesn't it. change for you because you did 38 years. <laughs> you, you know, and, and you're enjoying it, and you have 25 yeah. state championships. Yep. It, 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 it keeps you keeps you going, 
and if I can share this story with the audience real quick, uh, Coach Hall and I bumped heads over the years in relay meets, and we've had some successful teams together. But I remember one year in New York City, we were down that year. And if they're running 25 heats of the 4 by 2 you go to the armory, they'll run 25 heats of the 4 by 2 We maybe were running in heat 20, but we were coaching the same way as if we were in the senior heat because you give it to your kids. You give all you got. Of course. They should get no less. Yeah. I'll I'll never forget that, that you and I are coaching our kids. And I don't know, we're probably running 120. uh, Now, let me think. Probably 134, 35, 36. Right. You know, and years before, we were running 129, 130. But right. we're still coaching the same way. Of course. And that's just what you do if you're coaching. You know, right. No no, no good should get less. So. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, do, Co- doing the... Uh, Coach Oliver. Um, yes. What What is your biggest reward in coaching high school athletes? I mean, I could, mm-hmm. I could talk about you being... In the, in the in the Hall of Fame up in the Central Jersey, and I could talk about your being in the 99 top coaches on the New Jersey dot com of all time, yeah. uh, any sport, right. and then also hey, coach, hey, coach, coach of the coach of the decade. Let me say for a Remember, he kept us, you and I, off the list. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't make it. <laughs> he kept us off. Yeah. I, I took it out of, the, out of the. They had a, they were picking out of a hat, really, and then they, I took it out ahead of them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a law, a law, the law of numbers. Law of yeah. numbers there. <laughs> but what, but, but what, is, what, what is your biggest reward in coaching high school athletes? You know, over the years, you have thirty-eight years, forty-one years of experience. What's your, what's your biggest or greatest reward in in all this time when you're coaching these kids? I guess, uh, like I said before, just an, an overview. I, I do enjoy both sides of coaching. I do enjoy. I very much enjoy seeing a younger kid develop into the sport. It's very rewarding to me, though there are no numbers associated to it or championships. It's it's a good feeling for me because I feel like I pulled another kid into a sport I love. So I think that that's something I always feel very good about. Individually, um, I guess I would have to go back to 1991. Uh, we had a young man on our team who started out when he was a freshman. His first mile was 540-something. He won the meter champions as a senior, running 414. Uh, wow, that's and, nice. And, th- and that transition that he made from freshman year to senior year, uh, I was still running at that point back in 91. I'd meet him three times a week in the morning for runs. Afternoon, I'd work out with him because I was still working out with the kids at that point because I could. Uh, and seeing him mature, develop, and then go on to do what he did, and then go on to college and run 405 and 403 later, uh, to me that was – it was special. He was the first one. He was the first kid we had who, who did that at Metuchen. And uh, and he led the way for the, the guys I had later. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Tyrone Rosses, the 4x4s, Steve Jacob, two years later, got second in the 800. But that kid led the way. He, he His win changed our program uh, and put us into a different level where they thought they could run then with everybody. You know, if, if he could do it, then, you know, maybe we all can. Uh, so his win in 91 was special. I still talk to these guys till this day. Uh, and, it, and it's it's nice. You know, it's nice when that kind of stuff can happen. So that to me, I was very happy for him. And I hope I helped him. Um, mm-hmm. I think I did. But but yeah. regardless, he, he was able to go and do that. And that was and that was special. You know, that was a big deal. And it was yeah, something I'll never I think, forget. I, 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 I certainly uh, agree with you on that. I think I value the relationships. It's not just in high school. It's post-high school, post-college. These kids, yeah. they come back and they and they continue to stay in touch with the, the, you know, some of them have families now. Yeah. And uh, sure. I, I think that's, you know, that's a great reward to have. And, and you, you know, yep. you're, you're developing men and women and, yep. and you're making them and, and you're hoping that they will be uh, a, a good product for our society as well. You know, so no question. Yeah, that matters. Uh, that's 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 amazing. So, you, I think yeah. you need to keep coaching until you get to fifty, and then uh, once you hit fifty <laughs> years, I'll let you. I'll say it's good enough for you to retire. I'm gonna have to get out. <laughs> you gotta get that half a century in. I don't. We'll see about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, 
Hey, Marty, okay. over your coaching yeah. career, and whether cross country or, or, or track, are there any, um, like, tough teams that you always had to deal with, some tough coaches that you can think of that guys that always kept them touching on their toes? Can you can you think of um, uh, teams? Like a Lenape team are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 not, not at all. But, you know, some tough opponents. Um, like I said before, I, I honestly never fixated on anybody else, and I still don't mm-hmm. do that because uh, I think that's a, you're doing a disservice to your own team. Uh, I don't I don't really talk about other teams. I don't talk about how good we can do, or I, I just I want them to work, figure it out, be competitive, uh, and then and and then keep it there. I think that's probably the easiest way uh, to go about it. And I and I've never really used any other um team as a a focal point because I don't know how good that team can be you know and I, and I don't know mm-hmm. and it's unfair almost to do that because because they're you know they're gonna you know I, I'm, I'm dealing with something that's out of my control I guess that's the best way to put it uh so no I don't I've never done that um and I think you almost you you, you put the kids in a bad light when you do that too because then they start mm-hmm. fixating on something other than themselves and they got to stay within themselves so I, I don't think I've ever done that. No, it's just been you know go out and compete and and, and, and you know what I, I've always told them to respect your competitors because if you think you're good then yeah. the guy you're racing is good too and he's going to make you better. So always always respect who's out there. They, they're working just as hard as you and you got to just be a little tougher. Uh, I've done that. You know I've said those kinds of things, but uh, you know, I've definitely told them you know never never ever underestimate your competitor or you know. That's important, uh, but that's probably it. But but that's important. And I think that's important for all coaches, and particularly young coaches who are just getting started. Those are things that I wish somebody shared that with me when I was a young coach. You know, because you can't take things for granted. You know, you got to be prepared. Um, Marty, I, I know it's winding down, but but I would mm-hmm. like to. Uh, Get you to share a, a story with the audience where you you almost hurt me at a meet. <laughs> you know, we, we were at a meet uh, physically. You almost hurt me. Okay, all right, Frank. You, you make me you make me say it. Okay, I will. So so we're on a four by four, and it's 1997, and it's us and Camden High School. And regardless, I still didn't even put Camden in a bad light to my kids. I I told them you got to go out. You got you got to try to beat them. They're they're obviously very talented. And so I had this outstanding 400-meter anchor runner named Tyrone Ross, and he was running against Albert Newkirk. I get, I'll, I'll go word for word. I, I got my team ready before the race, and I said, we got to give him the stick three steps off of Newkirk. Three steps. You get, no more than three steps. You can only be behind three steps. He got the stick exactly three steps behind Albert Newkirk. He goes around the first turn with him at the 200 mark. Newkirk starts to go. And I told Tyrone he's going to go with the two. Don't go, just stay. He's going to go with the 150. Mm-hmm. I said, do not go, stay. And I said, mm-hmm. when he gets to the 100, he's going to try to go a third time, and that's when you go. So, because this kid was good. And I just said, he's going to try to drop you. He can't drop you. I said, we got to break him. So, basically, Ross waited at the two. Our own, he, now he's coming off of winning the 400 also that day. And that was mm-hmm. the third 400 victory. He won indoors, and then he won he wanted as a junior, he went indoors, and he went outdoors again. So, you know, it's a quality kid here. And then he, at the 150 mark, Newkirk tries to go again, and Tyrone just stays with him. 100 meters to go, Tyrone doesn't go. And I'm thinking, I screwed up. But then 80 meters to go, he takes off. But in the meantime, I almost pushed you off the top of the bleachers because I was wondering, did I screw this up? And when he went, I, I knocked into you saying, okay, because – it finally happened, and it was another yeah. great time as a coach for yeah. me to sit there and watch my guys do that. Uh, it was awesome. a tremendous night. Yeah, awesome. it was fun, and and I do I do apologize again, Fred. Oh, uh, oh, no. you could not work, no, it, workman's compensation was out there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, you, you should know that all three of us and our different teams bump heads yeah. all the oh. time. Yeah, you know we were competing, beating each other to death, and whatever. But it was fun, and that's how we became yeah. good friends. 
Yep, and that's how it should be. No question. Yes, yeah. And, that's, and that's, not that's only us coaches, our, our kids knew one another. Yeah. And, yeah. and they became friends and respectful because they were out there competing. And and if I was out of the race and Willing Girl and Matuchin was in it, I'm pulling for the two of them. You know, or that's the way it, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. Can, whatever it was, that's just the way it they was. Were, they were hot there too, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, and that's one so of the things that you feel. A lot of that respect came from the fact that we also were very respectful with each other, yeah, as coaches. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So the kids, the kids learned quickly. This is this is a race and nothing more. So keep, keep it mm-hmm. that way. But no, some great times. Some some great times I will never forget. Same here. Thanks for bringing up Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I know yeah. we're uh, we're getting we're, we, I have I have one more question for you, and then we'll get we'll wind up with you with your sure. final comments. Um, I, I know technology has, has really um, taken off in, in a lot of sports. Uh, how much technology do you utilize as far as in your running? I know that they have the Strava running programs that they have, and, yeah. you know, kids are so addicted to their watches. Um, yeah. how, do you, how do you deal with your technology and your training? Um, I should probably do better with it. I'm not, like I said in the very beginning, you know, there are heart rate things you can do with kids. Uh, there are, you know, you can go on Strava, you can get your pace and all that stuff. You can, uh, there, there are things there. And I'm honestly not that uh, good with that stuff. Uh, not not necessarily because I couldn't be. I just don't want to be because of the other thing that you asked about before. I still think when you're looking at a kid, you see right. a lot beyond the technology. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I wouldn't want a kid to solely rely upon that only. Uh, right. I think it's good there for them as motivators of, of their pace, what they're doing, keeping them in check, but it's not the end all be all. It's not a race. And, and, and actually can take away from the, the aspect of a race. A race is a human thing. It's not a technology thing. Um, you, need to, you, you, you need to learn how to get out. You need to know, know how to sit. You need to know how to move. You need to know when to go and you need to know how to finish. And those are all human mm-hmm. things, nothing to do with a watch or – you can't even run with yep. a watch in a race anyway. But uh, So I would say I'm probably not that good at that, and and, mm-hmm. and I probably don't want to be. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. I'll leave it with that. I, I think there's more to it than just that. But it's a help. I definitely think it's a help for the kids. And it's probably made them better, you know, over the time, you know, no question. I think it's definitely influenced our sport. And the new running shoes are definitely technology. I mean, God, they're, 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 they're I mean, crazy. You know, our- these kids are burned in and they're born into this technology and that's all they know. Yeah, and, definitely. And, yeah. And, and, and try to get them to, and, you know, not could totally do, depend could, on it is, is, is almost impossible. Right. I agree. You know, and, and and they yeah. could probably teach us something about it. Oh, um, yeah, they do. But I, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not, I would say I'm not uh, one for that only alone. I would be, I, I, actually that would scare me a little bit. Uh, to only be relying upon that, and there are guys who do it, and they're successful. So yeah. I know it works, but I just I don't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, our, our last our last coach we had on, he was out for a little bit. I think about three mm-hmm. years out of coaching, came back. Uh, mm-hmm. He was like most of us, a clipboard guy, walking around with a clipboard, and he said to me, he said, "Coach, what's going on here?" I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "I'm, I'm walking around here. There's no one in the stadium with a clipboard. I'm the only one." I said, "Coach, everything's technology. Everything's on your, on your phone now." <laughs> Right. He says, what? No. I got to have my clipboard, you know. Yeah. So it passed them that quickly, you know, in three years. That's how, that's how much the sport yeah. changed. Yeah, no question. Agreed. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, I still am uh, old school with that. I try to – I know the technology, but I try to just go with what I know. Yeah. And, and like you said, the eye test is one of the most important thing for me as well. Yeah, um, definitely. So – before we go, and uh, I just want to give you an opportunity in like two minutes just to kind of tell our viewers something, uh, just give them some points of uh, encouragement and motivation uh, in your 37, 38 years of coaching. Uh, uh, time is yours. What do, you, what do you got for our viewers? I would say if you're new or if you're a kid listening or you're a parent and you're listening, mm-hmm. thinking about having your kid get involved in this sport, it is the greatest sport a kid can do in high school. It gives them nothing but confidence, gives them motivation, gives them structure, discipline, and enjoyment and reward. Uh, it's 
It teaches them life skills. And it also teaches them to rely upon themselves and not have to worry about someone else. And many times in life, that's what we need to do. Uh, and and they're going to wind up with probably a, a great high school coach that are going to remember for the rest of their lives. They're going to meet friends that they've never had before. Like I said, I've just said, I was at a reunion with guys I ran with 45 years ago. And those memories stick and they stay. And uh, and it's and you, but you can also see your development. You can also see yourself getting better. You're changing as a person. You're getting stronger. Your fitness is getting better. It, so many positives come out of this sport. It is the greatest sport for a high school kid to be doing. And I know other people will have their bias and say football and other sports, and and I agree. It's probably great for some people, but this sport's also really good for some kids. And if your kid's interested, or if you're new at it and you're a young coach, get as many kids as possible. Let them know about our sport. Uh, stand up for our sport because a lot of coaches don't, um, you know, and, and feel proud to be a cross-country coach or a track coach. Uh, we do a lot of great things with kids. We, we, we matter and, and, uh, and continue to be that, you know, because it's, it's, you're going to continue to help kids. That's what, We're here to serve kids. Uh, that's what we're here for. As a coach, I'm here to serve kids. And that sounds weird, but that's exactly what my job is, take, take care of them. And I think if, if we do that, um, we're going to do a good thing in life. So that's my end. Well said, Marty. Very well said. Okay. Uh, I think, like you said, we got to advocate for this sport uh, wholeheartedly. Yep. I know I've been accused of recruiting kids in the hallways <laughs> myself. Uh, I, I, I always I have a thing. I say, give me three weeks, and, and if you don't like it, you can walk away. But just, yeah. you know, after three weeks, I, I mm-hmm. think I can, I can hook them and, and keep right. them involved. And like I said, mm-hmm. that satisfaction or self-gratification with the, with the, with the races at the end of the race, if you're running well enough, you get a, you get yeah. a time or you may get a medal. Uh, Anything. You, you yep. Can continue to encourage that. Uh, that. That's a strong way to go. Coach Rucker, you got Agreed. any closing comments? Yeah. Yeah. With, with Coach Holland again, I continue to learn from you. And and I gotta say this, thanks for being my friend. Because over the years we've competed, we've talked a lot about track, and uh, you're just a good guy, and a good, excellent coach. And, and I thank you, and I thank you for helping me throughout the years too. I want people to feel, know that one of the things of our sport, you, you can share information, you can help another coach. Mm-hmm. You, you know, present a different point of view or, or, or a different idea. And I appreciate that. And, and Coach Richardson, I feel the same way about you, too. The yeah, things I've learned from the two guys, you know, have made me a better coach and a better person. So I appreciate our friendship. Thank you for saying that, and I appreciate it as well. Love yeah. you, buddy. Uh, likewise. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, we're going to bring our our host back in, uh, Princess, to uh, close us out. And uh, Marty, we, we uh, if we decide to do another segment uh, with track and field, we'll certainly keep you on the on the list of invited guests to come in and join us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure you will have uh, bring some some color to those conversations as well as some laughter and fun for the for the show. Well, we got uh, we got to have a four by four show. We gotta have a four by four show. <laughs> okay, we'll mark it. We we we, we will certainly mark that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get well, it. Especially in 2001, I right? I can't get into the four by four by four club. 2001 four by four. We'll talk about. <laughs> I know why you want to talk about that one. <laughs> we may or not have enough time. Or 2000 or 2003 doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Gentlemen, it's been awesome just listening to you all, and I've learned so much. And I wanted to ask the question about technology and has, how has it affected you all. So thank you for having that topic come up. Congratulations to all of you all for being um, instrumental in so many young people's lives, and they need that. Because, as a, as, you know, as a high schooler, you want to know someone cares and that they believe in your talents. and. And, and and that is powerful for sure. Um, Coach Holleran, Coach Richardson, and Coach Rucker, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Princess. Thank you. And you're welcome. Awesome, too, awesome. Princess. Yes.
I, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart too. Being effective in these young people's lives is so important um, in today and even, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Um, Coach Hollering, Coach Richardson, and Coach Rucker, thank you. Never had it so good. We'll be back tomorrow at 630 with Coach Glenn DeVoe talking about his elite middle camp that he had, um, and then we'll get into our, our week for sure. But we're live all next week. Um, the holiday is over. A belated happy ho- um, Thanksgiving to everybody. Christmas is almost here. Get that tree up. Holloman, Holloran, um, Richardson, and Rucker, uh, you guys have a great week, okay? Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Good. All right. Never had it so good.